On today's show, Tyrese Halliburton is making the star leap. Are the Pacers proof that the in-season tournament works and the Lakers dominate the Pelicans as LeBron James sets the stage to make history? What would the in-season tournament championship mean to his legacy? All of that and much more on today's Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On NBA. Wes Goldberg here with Adam Matas. However, you might be tuning in. YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Recording this Thursday night after the semifinal round of the in-season tournament in Las Vegas. We'll talk about LeBron guiding the Lakers to a dominant win over the Pelicans in a minute. But let's start with the first game from the night. The Pacers beating the Bucks, 128-119. to Tyrese Halliburton was the star of the show. 27 points, 15 assists, zero turnovers, and seemingly every big play down the stretch, uh, including hitting the Dame Time celebration on the three <laughs> to clinch the win over Damian Lillard. And Giannis, Adam, what was your takeaway from this one? Well, first of all, the Dame Time, you know, the Dame Time celebration. Here's what I'll say about Tyrese Halliburton. He has a cockiness to him and a sort of trash talk to him that feels totally PG rated. You know what I mean? Like it feels non-offensive. <laughs> it's for the kids. It, well, not even for the kids. It's just like there's some guys that can do that afterwards and you're like, man, that guy is kind of a rascal. You know, he's like talking trash or just not being gracious. Somehow Tyrese Halliburton has, has this like likability to him. You know, you just like, I like that he has an edge and talks a little trash. It's Steph-like almost, isn't it? It is Steph-like. That's it. Yeah, he's he's kind of has a Steph quality. I think it's because he's always smiling. He just yeah, he kinda, skipping he up and down that. the court, you know. Yeah. It's like, who does that? Tyrese There's Halliburton. lightness to him. Yeah. No, the game though. I mean, the tournament, honestly, I, I'll go as far as to say the most memorable thing about this entire in-season tournament for me personally is going to be Tyrese Halliburton's ascension. Mm-hmm. Because it's been happening all year. It's not just in the tournament. He's had great games outside the tournament. But doing him on this stage, you know, the fact that his last game was his first time on TNT is crazy. And then to follow it up tonight with another one like that, where this game went to clutch time tied, and Tyrese Halliburton was the best guy in clutch time again. And to come up with the biggest shot at that moment, it just, um, this guy is special, man. It's, it's yep. scary how high he is climbing in the, uh, like, just, you know, where does he belong in the NBA hierarchy right now? Yeah, I don't even know that the biggest Tyrese Halliburton fan thought it would happen like this, this quickly, no uh, in this manner. And in that game, before we kind of zoom out a little bit, I mean, like there are moments in that game, right? It's not just the stats, which are so overwhelming and, and so efficient. And I mean, you look at all like the advanced stats and things for the season. I mean, he's up there with Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, like the guys that were accustomed to being up there in those big advanced yeah. statistics. And he's right there with that kind of group. Uh, and in this game, he's got the highlights to go along with it, right? Yeah. He had that blow by. There was one moment where he's he's not the most athletic guy, but he uses whatever he has to the best of his abilities. He's kind of in semi transition. He slows down, kind of rope a dopes uh, uh, Beasley and Damian Lillard up high to, onto the floor and then just kind of hits his turbo button and blows right by him. Giannis has to come in from the corner off of Miles Turner, who he was defending. And then Halliburton, perfectly timed, sees it all coming. Right. 
queen on the chessboard knew exactly what he was about to do and who and what Giannis was going to do because of what he was about to do and kicks it out to to Turner for a wide open corner three. He drains it. That yeah. was a play that really stood out to me. Uh, they kept showing this. The broadcast did a couple of like high arcing. He's got that long wingspan. Halliburton does those long arms, those string beans. He kind of whips it above the glass, floats it above the glass, bank shot over Brooke Lopez, who is a big person. And he did that once in the first half, and he did it once in the second half. And the and the broadcast kept showing it. So he's got like this amazing feel for the game that ends up becoming highlights. And it's not like highlights like dunks and all those things, but it's still stuff that makes you say, wow. And that stuff is important when we talk about the star turn that he's making. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a great star. And I don't know how high. I mean, we can't put a ceiling on this guy. This is like new territory. He's Mm -hmm. emerging into heights we weren't sure if he would ever reach, let alone this early so I don't know. Could he be a face of the league down the line? Is he like that talented that this I, might be a guy that for the next 10 years is one of the guys? I mean, that's on the board now. The NBA has an almost existential star problem. And I don't want to sign, sign hyperbolic, but LeBron, Steph, Kevin Durant, like these guys are getting older. And I don't know that there's a star who wants to be the star, right? Like you have amazing players. Nikola Jokic is a great example, who's an incredible player, as talented as anybody's we've ever seen in this league, and yet he doesn't really want it. You know, he doesn't want to be the celebrity, the face of the league. That's not something that he's interested in. Tyrese Halliburton, I don't know that he's going to get there, but he wants it. He wants it, right? And I think having having the in-season tournament for the NBA, I think, is at least a path to help them solve this problem. That's not a problem right now, but down the line, when LeBron and Steph and KD aren't in the league anymore, and having an opportunity for guys... Was this true that Tyrese Halliburton, his first time on TNT was this week? Yeah, yeah, it was last. It was last game. That, was I, last... Said that, I said that earlier. It's insane. Yeah, um, you know that this that this is the case. And I'll give you this: like, I don't. The whole face of the NBA thing, I think, is a little overstated. There's so many things that go into that. Some of this is just how the league markets itself and who are the storytellers. Absolutely. And I kind of feel like the be the the media space has been so fragmented that I wonder if we can tell that that mm. singular monoculture story that we can, and maybe we just won't have a face going forward. Who knows? But to your point, the, one of the great things about this tournament is that Tyrese Halliburton, who had it, by the way, earlier this, earlier this season, he had a 43-point game on 14-21 shooting, 43-12. and 12. He's got monster games, 13 assists, 17 assists, 15, 16, 16. This is not his only good game of the year. Like this, this tournament, he's been good, but now he did it on a stage that matters more. And that's why I think he's taking the, the you know taking the leap right now. But the other guy, we get, it's not just Tyrese Halliburton. Here's the thing: that Pacers team, it was they would not win if it was one guy. Miles Turner had one of his better games I've watched him play. I thought 26 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, three block shots, some timely block shots, nine of 18. And that three he block hit in the corner. Yeah. Block shots that mattered. And that three that he hit in the corner was a meaningful one. Like you got to a point. One of my notes I have on the other side of things is Milwaukee Bucks. They're starting right now Malik Beasley, who, you know, I know him from being in Denver. He's a good shooter, but I always think that he is a shaky defender in the clutch. He he gives you a real weakness, especially alongside Damian Lillard. And I just don't trust him to make shots. And in this one, he had one wide open three, missed the whole rim, hit the backboard, missed another three, missed another layup. And and just that's all in the last five minutes of this game. And then on the other end, you had Miles Turner knocking down that shot. And I just looked at that and I go, everybody would have guessed that if this came down to clutch time, you were probably going to get a Dame Giannis masterclass down the stretch. Instead, you got Turner hitting big shots and Tyrese Halliburton playing like the best player. Well, it wasn't like Dame had a bat. He had 14 points in the third quarter. Like he tried. 
He tried to take over the game and basically did for 12 minutes. And then Tyrese Halliburton grabbed the game right back. And that was just so impressive. The thing that impressed me the most about Tyrese Halliburton in this game, too. I know we want to talk about some other players here, but he went toe to toe with Damian Lillard and Giannis on a night where Damian Lillard, like I said, had that dominant third quarter to bring the Bucks back into that game. Giannis had a quiet 37 points in this one. And Tyrese Halliburton was just there saying, bring it. I got it. And then hitting yeah. the wrist in the middle of it. So, uh, <laughs> The, the the Turner thing, he seems so enlivened now since Halliburton has gotten there a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. Like, he's playing the best basketball of his career. Defensively, I thought he was better than Brooke Lopez. I was not very impressed with the, the defense of, you know, Beasley and Damian Lillard is you're going to get what you get with those guys. I wasn't even yeah. that impressed with Giannis or Brooke yeah, Lopez in this game though. either. After, after the game, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, um, Bobby Portis called out. The head coach, uh, Adrian Griffin, like he called him out and and we've known there's been some tensions there about, you know, are we executing our schemes properly? Are we, do we have the right schemes? Our fourth, our, our clutch time offense, kind of sloppy, kind of free flowing. So Portis reported by, um, I believe it was Chris Haynes that had the report today. I, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, he was saying that, hey man, some of the veteran players are saying we are not being led in the way a championship team needs to be led. And I think you see it in their defense. That it's they not just like personnel, defense. right? It's not just the it's Damian Lillard holiday thing. It's not just yeah. the personnel, right? Yeah, it's, except for there, yeah. I mean, it, it has a big part to do with it, but they've dropped. Like, their defensive rebounding yeah. rate has dropped. That has nothing to do with Drew Holiday right. and Damian Lillard. And so they, That's and it not their job, tonight. right? It killed you tonight. It, it killed them tonight. Their, their transition defense is not what it used to be. That's not personnel. That's effort, yeah. man. Like, that's – like. Some of this stuff, it's not going to be what it was, but it, it doesn't need to be where it is either, yeah. right? Like, it could be a lot better, and it should be. Can I, um, can I give one more shout-out? I got yes. one more shout-out here. You know who was great in this game, was great in the last game, and was great in the game right before that? TJ McConnell. He is. Miss, Mr. Pacer. This guy, man, had not been playing, been on the shelf a little bit, and he comes out tonight and gives nine points. He was a plus nine. Four assists, a rebound, gives you three steals, shoots four of seven. And he had a couple drives to the basket or finishes at the rim that were, like, impressive. Like, they got a boost out of him over these and, last three games and the two in this tournament that have been very impressive. And the thing that I like about him is he keeps the pace up, right? When yeah. Halliburton sits, he's like, okay, we're going to keep running, guys. Just because he's out doesn't mean we're going to stop running. And that's obviously Indiana's biggest strength at this point. Um, all right, we're going to move on to the second game of the night that the Lakers win over we the Pelicans. Change the way that we think about their championship chances. All right. Like I know how one of us feels. We'll talk about that next here on Locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of betting thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings. Roll in. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For instance, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. Probably would have hit that tonight with LeBron making going four for four from three-point range. Uh, Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find a community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from the same or from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community every week. I use prize picks today, Adam. I picked uh, LeBron James to have more than eight assists that hit. 
I picked uh, Torian Prince, more than one steal, or more than one uh, 0.5 steal. He had one, so that hit. And then I had Anthony Davis to score less than 25 points, and that hit. It was easy. It was fun, and you can have fun, too. Uh, all you got to do, go to pricepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code, all lowercase, NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Well, the second game was not as competitive as the first game, Adam. LeBron James and the Lakers <laughs> dominated the Pelicans. They used a 37-9 run to take a 30-point lead halfway through the third quarter in one of the more impressive all-around performances for the Lakers this season. It starts with LeBron, of course, who had 30 points, and eight assists in 22 minutes. He made four three-pointers in this one. Which How many did he take? One. He took four. <laughs> it came three on perfect. a Three of them on a, in a on row a yeah. in the second quarter. Just three in a row. Boom, boom, yep. boom. One of them a pull. One from deep, man. On the logo in Las yeah. Vegas. Uh, LeBron came into the game clearly motivated by getting to the tournament final. Adam, what did you make of the Lakers win and a motivated LeBron James? Uh, LeBron was, I, LeBron was amazing. He, he deserves more time. I'm going to put him to the side for a second. Cause my big takeaway from this one is not LeBron, although LeBron right there, one, a one B my big takeaway is that this Pelicans team, I've watched them a lot this year. The Pelicans have been one of my teams, you know, that I've been kind of following most closely. This is not a serious team. This Ooh, team is, they are so good. I've, I've been hyping them up, right? These are my guys. They got my guy, Herb Jones. Love Dyson Daniels. Trey yep. Murphy, also my guy. They got a lot of my guys. But those two stars at the head of the table, this team, your team takes on the personality of your two stars. And if I didn't know anything about the game and watched this one tonight, I'd be like, why don't those guys care? Why are those guys not into it? Those guys in yellow, those guys are really into it tonight. They want to win. They're stakes. Mm -hmm. They're competitors. And I look at... Zion and Ingram, and I just go, did they just get a free trip to Vegas or something? Like, is, is do they have stuff to do? Do they have somewhere to be? That was a, such a, a frustrating, and I got to give a lot of credit to the Lakers, but that was such a, you don't lose by 40 points in the NBA without give, about helping the team that won. They gave a lot of help by just not being into this game at all, and Zion, Ingram in particular, were just so lifeless, so like feckless even in this one that I, like, I was disgusted. Um, it's a great shout out. It, it's look, I'm, I'm kind of, I've been a skeptic of the Pelicans this whole time. I, I think they're top three. There's it, it's, it's very hit or miss. Sometimes it looks like it clicks and it's working and everybody's on the same page. And then other nights, Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, it's just like, they're like, who's in charge here and who's yeah. going to be the one where on the other side of this, you had LeBron says, Hey, I'm in charge of my team. I'm in charge of your team also tonight. And I'm in charge of Las Vegas, by the way, because I'm going to own a team here one day. So I'm just in charge of all of it. And he acted like it, right? He came out with the energy. And I think a lot of teams might see that energy on the other side and say, okay, we got to match that. And to <laughs> your point, it felt like the Pelicans were like, Oh, well they got enough energy. So we're just, we're, we're just not going to do that. 
tonight, I guess. I, just, yeah. it, I can understand if you're a Pelicans fan how frustrated you would be by this. Um, can we talk a little bit about LeBron? Yeah, I'm done, I'm done okay. with the Pelicans. I just had to get that out the way. Let's talk go. Lakers. They won. They earned it. Um, I love seeing LeBron engaged this way. There are not a lot of things in basketball that capture the imagination and and are just in, flatly as interesting historically as LeBron James turning it into this gear like this. Uh, he kind of uh, he kind of tampered down the, the 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 hype a little bit after after the game, talking to Ali LaForest after on, on the sideline after she goes. What does it mean to have a chance at a championship type thing here? And he goes, well, let's just remember it's still December. It's not a real championship. But he's like, I, you know, it's another opportunity for us to get better. And every game is an opportunity, blah, 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 vomit yeah. all over the place, whatever. And it, it's like, no, but I just watched you play, dude. Like, right. you really, really cared. You did not look like this all season long. And his best performances consistently have been in in-season tournament games, which is why the Lakers are here at this point, despite their record being what it is for the balance of the season. So, um. Why do you think LeBron cares this much? Well, first of all, I, I, I'm so thankful that he does. I mean, I just spent all this time talking about the Pelicans and how they made me sick. You know, LeBron's a guy that throughout his career, there's a lot that I've loved and enjoyed watching him for a while. He was my favorite player to watch. Um, you know, but he's a guy that never did the dunk contest. You know, some, some of these things where it's like, hey, man, yeah, but the fans want you to participate in these things and to kind of take care of him. Yeah. And this, he hasn't. This in-season tournament, we all were skeptical coming in. Is this going to be a thing? Is it not? And I'm thankful that LeBron has approached it with, hey, it's a competition, and at the end of this, there's a winner. I'm going to go out there and try to be that guy. And in the entire tournament, group play, first round, this round, he has been absolutely dominant. And dominant in ways, Wes, where as LeBron has aged as a player, the difference between him and his prime and him now is that he can be as great as he was tonight sometimes whereas he used mm -hmm. to be able to be at every single night right but the fact that he can channel it when needed and i even saw this in the playoffs last year yes. i said even in the western conference finals he was by far i thought the lakers best player and i actually thought he was the guy that guarded Jokic the best out of everybody yeah. like he really impressed me even though it was a sweep you watch this this one here and you go he's the best player on the court i have tyrese halliburton if he outplays lebron we got a really <laughs> but right now lebron just looks like a guy who if I was feeling particularly hot takey, mm -hmm. I would say that at their absolute best, like if you gave everybody three days rest and preparation and were healthy, fully healthy, LeBron might be my second pick overall of guys I would go to one game I, with, one game. I, if you, like in a foxhole, in a foxhole you to pick yep. somebody, yep. I don't know how many guys I would pick. I mean, I just LeBron. told you for me, it's one I guy. Right, one guy. Halliburn, I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I love and I my hot guys and maybe Herb Jones on a nice night. Yeah. Um, I love that LeBron took this seriously, and and another reason I do is because I think historically, when we look back on this ten years from now or whenever, and you just ask somebody, "Hey, who won the first NBA Cup of the in season tournament?" I think somebody would just guess LeBron James's team, probably yeah. based on the timing of all of that. Right? Yeah. If this had been in the '90s, we probably would have just yeah, Michael Jordan's team probably yeah. won it. It would make sense. It makes sense in the way that, like, LeBron – it made sense that LeBron won the championship in the bubble. And that weird one-off thing, if you just, again, pulled somebody 15 years after that, who won that one? You'd, a best guess probably just be – I think LeBron's team probably won that. Um, 
I think I don't know that it's going to matter for his legacy, but I think LeBron thinks that even if there's a smidge of a chance of this mattering to his legacy, he'll do it because you know what Michael Jordan doesn't have an in-season <laughs> tournament championship. Oh man, I saw a tweet that went out there. It said LeBron's going to do something MJ never did: leave Vegas with five hundred thousand dollars more than he arrived in. <laughs> so wow, that's whew, that one's hard. That one's spicy. Uh, uh, LeBron was awesome, man, and honestly, like the. His shot has been impressive. Um, his shot was yeah. extremely impressive in this one. He's shooting 39% on the year yeah. coming in. Um, that's one area where I feel like he has improved, you know, both yes. his confidence and, and you know, his ability. And he just <laughs> – we I, I have it in my head, and I know everybody does, because he's not the same player for 82 games. He can't do that. But I just have this in my head where I'm like, I don't know, man. Six, seven more years? I don't know. <laughs> I just, he's not <laughs> – He's not that far down the rung, right? Like on any no. given night, he's the best player in the world. So, I mean, who knows, man? Who knows with him? It, it if he can, and he could do it in the playoffs too, right? He understands more than anybody. Like, okay, we've got maybe at most seven of these playoff games, even in a series. He realizes I don't have to be on even every playoff game. If I can yeah. just turn it on for four of these things at the right time, we can come away with a series win. It's, I, I it's why I won't write the Lakers off. I don't think that they're the best team in the West. I probably wouldn't put money on them. But I can't write them off either because they still have that dude that can do those things when it matters the most. And uh, and that's it. Um, speaking of championships, who has the edge in the in-season tournament final? We break down the Lakers and the Pacers matchup after this. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to talk about sports and escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my wife or my siblings or anybody that I love getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, infections, sinus infections, skin infections, and among others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It's going to be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use that offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. So it's here Pacers versus Lakers, the NBA Cup. I know we haven't had much time to think about this specific matchup. These teams have not played each other yet this season. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Uh, but what are your initial thoughts ahead of this one? Did you say they had not played each other yet? They have not played each other yet. Okay. Um, I mean, look, the Indiana Pacers have been underdogs for a while now. So I and they are in a perfect position where I do think if they would have matched up with some of these other like very good teams, that there might have been a conversation. But I just think that right now the Lakers have dominated this tournament. They're not just winning, they're winning big. So they get to enter it as underdogs again, which is perfect for them. They get to once again go out there and and have people kind of write them off. I, I think it'll be a fun matchup, though. This Pacers team has nothing to lose. They've already accomplished what they need to accomplish. They play fast. It's a style fight between a team that really is great in transition and offensive-oriented, and the numbers are going to be spectacular. 
um, versus a more veteran team and LeBron who's been there. So you couldn't make a more stylized fight, both in terms of fame and name recognition and right. experience, but also just in style of play. So I think it'll be good. The Lakers have been really good when they're in transition. That's not surprising because they have LeBron James. I don't know if I'm the Pacers. I don't want to invite them in transition, but I was really surprised and impressed with the Pacers defense in this game. I thought they got stops when they needed it. Um, I think it's going to be a big game for Anthony Davis, the way that the, the Pacers want to spread out the floor, a lot of high screens between Miles Turner and Tyrese Halliburton. That's going to put Anthony Davis high up on the floor, and then he's going to have to get back because we know how good of a passer Halliburton is where he's just going to find all those cutters and all those things. That's going to put a lot of pressure on LA's backline defense, help defenders, whether it's LeBron James, Cam Reddish, Toy and Prince, like those guys, especially Reddish and Prince, are going to have to tighten up or they're just going to get picked apart defensively. Yeah. Vanderbilt could be a big game for him. But then again, like you need to match what it is that the Pacers are going to do offensively because that's just inevitable at this point, it seems like. So um, three point shooting will be a big thing, I think, in this game. The Pacers are one of the best three point shooting teams in the league. The Lakers are 29th, despite LeBron James going four for four from the logo tonight uh that's gonna be a big thing here but the other way that the lakers i think can even things up is at the free throw line the pacers foul a lot they're 29th in the nba in opponent uh free throw rate right lakers are the best in the league at preventing free throws is that what it is they're the best at preventing free throws and getting free throws yeah yeah the lakers are good at getting and preventing free throws look they get a good whistle um and this one i think is going to be ugly in that facet i mean let's be honest here i think that is going to be a real a real challenge here but you know the fast break battle could also be a big one. The Lakers are 25th in fast break points mm -hmm. um, or in opponent fast break points. The Pacers are second. So, you know, that's an opportunity for them. That's a battleground. I, I just, this way I like it is it's just a style fight. They're good at different things. And so we'll see at the end of the day who, uh, who, who, who imposes their will. Maybe more importantly than the matchup is, do you even care? Like I we we I think we agree. We talked about this last week. Is we like the end season tournament. It's been fun. It's been interesting. Whatever we came up with some of our solutions last week on how we want to improve it. Um, but we've heard a play. We've heard the players talk about the five hundred thousand dollars. We've heard them talk about hey, we want to go to Vegas. Like now we're here. Okay, the five hundred thousand yeah. dollars is hanging above you like Squid Game. Okay, it's right there. And and we've kind of matriculated through this tournament and the courts and everything. And now we're and now we're just here. It's in Vegas, the last game. Do we actually care on Saturday night, 830? Do we really care? Man, it's interesting. I, I care because I love basketball and I want to watch these guys. And like right now, I don't want to miss the Tyrese Halliburton game. Right. I kind of feel like I got to watch TV. TV. So I care about it in terms of it's the culmination of a thing I've invested my my heart and soul into. I don't know if it's made the right buzz. And I hate to say this because I'm a small market guy here in Denver. Like I am a champion of small markets, but I do wonder if there is going to be a thing where it's Saturday. So it's already kind of an off day for people watching the NBA. It's like a mm -hmm. weird day to hold a championship. And then it's Lakers versus Pacers, this weird tournament. I don't know that it's going to be a big draw. And this is my big takeaway, Wes. I'm a diehard NBA fan. Nothing I like more than watching, turning on the TV and watching NBA games, you know, relaxing on my couch to wind down. That's my favorite pastime. For me, this tournament has created more competitive games in November and December than I've seen in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Yep. It has elevated the competition, which serves people like me. But when I talk to the normies, the casuals, or the people that are, no, 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 nobody's watching. 
the ratings haven't necessarily been good. And my casual sports fans have no idea what's going on. They know there's this tournament, but they don't know any. They it hasn't reached them. So when you ask this weekend, like, what do I expect? I kind of expect it to feel like a regular season game, except for the people like you and I who right. are so into it and excited for what will likely be a very good game. I can only imagine how confused the normies are going to be when at the end of this regular season game in December, somebody's getting on a stage with Adam Silver getting presented some sort right. of trophy and they're just at their bar with the sound off and just being like, wait, <laughs> what, like, wait hold on. what month is it? What yeah, did on. I did I go in a coma for yeah. six months? Uh, yeah. And why is Tyrese Halliburton holding the trophy? Well, can I tell you, I, w- I was at my house today. I wasn't even at a bar. I was at my house today and I had that same feeling when I, first of all, the NBA, what the heck today having that game go at three o'clock? The good one was at three o'clock. And then the primetime game, 43 point blowout was the one that they reserved. And in between West, there was an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half, they had a TNT slash ESPN crossover show, which that right. part of it was actually kind of cool. I kind of like the Jets and, yeah. the Jets and Flintstones. Like, yeah, kinda, totally. It was actually pretty cool. Yeah. But to get to that, I had to go through an obnoxious um, All-Star Weekend-esque like, concert and, and different thing. And I'm sitting yeah. there on my couch, and I'm kind of thinking, like, I'm invested in watching this. I'm doing the show tonight. I'm taking notes. And I have an hour and a half to kill right now. <laughs> like, what is this? So right. to me, I just feel like, for all the things that that I've liked about this tournament, there's been a lot of like, it doesn't feel like a thing that is going to catch on beyond the people like me who are going to watch whether we liked it or not. It does feel like they are pushing it a lot, right? Like the broadcast is pushing it in a way that doesn't feel authentic. And I yeah. and you and I have liked it. I don't think we have, it, but I don't think it's been this this enormous success the way that the you the don't they're not selling it to us. We're already there. We were going to be there if they did this or not. And it's not it's not even if we're being honest, who is this in season tournament for? It's not for the fans because we don't get we anything don't, out of it. Our teams don't get our teams don't get a draft pick out of it. The championship yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like you don't really get it. It's the semifinals bit, was at was it was at three two o'clock on the <laughs> west coast. Like it's a two o'clock. Bit, you, you want to say this thing's a big deal, and then you play it at two o'clock on the west it was coast. Five o'clock east coast, and that was just fine for me. I was like, finally. But, it was like, yeah, he he actually texted me behind the scenes here. Yeah. Wes is like, heck yeah, man, early games. We're gonna get our show done quick. Yeah, yeah man, we got lives to live. Um, I, I, me on the West Coast, I'm just barely waking up. Am I on the games on? What's going on here? It's like the London games. Yeah. Um, no, and it's not really for the players either. I mean, the five hundred thousand dollars is nice, but it's not for. The, it's to sell the media rights package. It's why they pushed it down the throat of the, the the regular season schedule right before they had to sell this package. That's what they're trying to do this for. So the more that they can make it look like a huge success, the better. Now I don't know if it's going to be a huge success. I don't really know that at the. I'm excited for Saturday's game the way that I was excited for these games. I think it'll be competitive. I think it's going to be LeBron James versus Tyrese Halliburton, the biggest star of the century in the NBA in LeBron James versus maybe the rising star in the NBA right now in Tyrese Halliburton. That, to me, is very interesting. Uh, I do hope that casual NBA fans find that interesting. If Maybe if you you come for the LeBron and stay for the Tyrese Halliburton, that's yeah. a win for the NBA, and I think it would be a win for fans to be able to be exposed to this player who is just now being exposed on national TV to the normies. The the older I get, Wes, the more I care, I, the less I care about ratings, and the more I care about just what I perceive to be the health of the league, which is mm-hmm. almost selfish in a way, but I feel like it's the right way to approach things because yeah. – 
like we can get too cute by half sometimes trying to think about what would make the ratings good. And this is why it's always annoying when people are like, if it's Boston, LA, that's great for the league. And I'm like, guys, if that's always the answer, then like we don't have a healthy product. We just have we're like so dependent on this one scenario. I like this. I like it's the it's the Mata's meter. The Mata's meter, man. I just want the league to be in a healthy place. So for me, and here's where I love the tournament, but I don't think it's accomplishing that. It accomplished it in that these games were good. And if you can make the games good for long enough, people will come back to the league and we'll stop talking about, man, we really could use Celtics Lakers. Like, no, you know what we could use? A good basketball game. And lots of them. November could be known as a month of good basketball. And that, to me, is the one encouraging thing about this. I don't think it's going to have the financial return. I don't know. that It's been weird. This weird idea about going to Vega. I don't know if that hits the way that they were hoping it would hit. But if the basketball is good, then I'm happy. And that's divorced of ratings. Exactly. And if the basketball is good consistently, people will return to the product. People like Maybe. better products, I guess, is the is the idea. I hope. Um, Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. And building up stars. I think you, you mentioned yeah, the storytelling part. part of it before. Yes. Like, the more stars we have, the better. And the NBA's had a hard time selling guys like Jokic and even Giannis when they were sort of yes. on the rise, right? They kind of waited a little bit too late. So if you can get them early, that's even better. Uh, like cigarettes, kind of. Kudos to LeBron. I got to give him another sh- one last shout-out before we get out. Taking it seriously and playing as hard – I am, critical, I am critical of LeBron for a lot of things about what he is going to leave the NBA. Like, I I don't blame this all on him, but I do worry that the league is worse off than it was perhaps when he arose. Not necessarily like Jordan, no question. The league got better. He left it in a better place. I do worry that some of the things that, that have happened in his era have not necessarily been good. People not taking the All-Star game seriously. You know, that's right. some under his leadership. Uh, or All-Star Weekend, I should say. And just the, the, that... The regular season and load management and super teams and forcing yep. your pre-agency and some of this stuff that again is not all his fault, but it is sort of like when you're the guy, the face of the NBA for so long, you know, you are impactful on that. This is one where I'm glad he took it seriously. I'm glad he's there and he's helping make it something. I agree. Let's wrap it up there. Thanks for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. <laughs>